0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings.
1: You know, I don't want to get into your politics, but you look at Trump and Trump, people think he's a madman of the UK. He's a madman. He's a madman. Madman or not, he got results. He made things happen. OK, right. and this is the same thing. People thought I was crazy. There's no speaker in the UK that dresses with jeans, trainers and T-shirt and tattoos. There's just not. And people like this, this guy. And I used to come on. And my first line was, hey guys, just to put your mind at ease, I am from one of the roughest cities in the UK, Manchester. I do have shaved head tattoos, but don't worry, I'm not a drug dealer.
0: Ha ha ha, anymore. What's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast, coming back to you. I got Brad Burton here on the <laughs> King stage, a king from the UK, but visiting here in the US as we speak. Welcome, Brad. Chaz, thank you so much for having me on, friend. I appreciate you being here. I know that uh, you made the long trip over to uh, to Miami just to be able to have a spot to speak with us here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, sounds like you're about to go on a family vacation, and I'm excited for you. I'm thankful that you're here. What kind of business do you have?
1: Well, it depends. You know, I'm I, probably best known in the UK for running or founding the UK's largest joined-up business network. At its height, we run uh, 5,000 business networking meetings across the UK every single year, And um, in total, run 68,000 business networking meetings, real life ones, and then of course the pandemic came along. And Boris Johnson, our Prime Minister, told us to stay at home, at which point, gone. Overnight, 16 years of work, gone, overnight. So that's what I'm best known for, but over in the UK, I'm also known as the UK's number one motivational business speaker. So uh, a man of many talents.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, I'm sure that uh, your your value in uh, gathering people together would uh, mm-hmm. be helpful to us here today, as well as just you know, I'm sure that translated uh, into what you do now. And we want to know that story because man, there's a lot of businesses affected by the pandemic, and they've either pivoted or yeah. changed altogether. Sounds like you did the same. We definitely want to hear that. Um, before we get there, though, I want to know what beats on the inside of Brad so burning hot that after all these years of success you're still after
1: well you know what it's about making a positive difference i um you know that story about me and my business and um, success is great but before that let me be honest um i didn't start my business i was 31 i'm 50 now you know i was delivering pizza at 31 to keep my business afloat that's the reality of it i don't have any qualifications didn't go to university didn't go to college my dad left when i was six months old i got addicted to drugs twice You've got to work really hard to get addicted twice. I got shot at when I was 21 years old, and I've done four years on benefits. So, you know, there's two sides of the same coin. Am I I that guy or am I this guy? And I think from my perspective, it really is about making a positive difference and actually helping people become the best version of themselves because there is two sides of the same coin. And if I go back far enough in your life, Chaz, I'm sure I'll find something questionable. The difference is I'm daft enough to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I hear what you're saying underneath that is that good decision making is important. And I know that you've got some frameworks around that. I'm sure we'll get to that here in a second as well. But inside of that is freedom. I'm hearing you say, I'm hearing you say that even though I've made bad decisions, I can start making good decisions, which is the other side of the coin that you're talking about, right?
1: Totally. And I think also it's about what I think real success is, is being yourself. I come across a lot of people in business that have success but they're not being themselves. And I question whether that really is success. And I think what success is, is being yourself 100%. And if people don't like you for being you, that's okay as long as you like yourself for being you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference between, because this is a, this is an interesting, interesting topic. And since we're here, I'm just going to exploit it. Um, what, what are your thoughts around <clears throat> everything that you just said? I agree with, but there's a, there's an other side of the coin. And so I want to present cool. it to you. This, this, uh, be genuinely you authentically you. In fact, we just went through this a few minutes ago when we were going to the pregame, you asked me some questions and I was like, I just want you to be the most authentic version of you. And you were like, dude, yes, I got you. (laughs) So we're in alignment there. And I believe that I need to be, you know, the authentic version of me. And, And if people don't like that, that's okay. As long as I like me, I'm in agreement with you. What is the tipping point in this from being a leader or being a better leader? So recognizing that the way that I am, turns people off in a certain way and i need to grow as an individual opposed to what you just said which is i am who i am you like it or you don't there's obviously there's a there's there both of these are happening at the same time what are your thoughts
1: let me ask you one question tell me one person throughout the history of humanity who has been fundamentally liked by everyone right nobody right and this is the problem is what happens is that people try to to be something they're not in order to fit in and therefore, we end up with a shoal effect where everyone's pretending to be something they're not in order to fit in. So actually, what you need to do, and this is something that I've learned at 50 years old, beyond no illusions, I go back 15 years ago, I didn't feel this way. But I've realized that what true success is, is being yourself. And so many people are trying to change in order to fit into other people's lives or other people's versions of what they should be. And you sure. just need to be yourself. So <laughs> I'm at a point in my life, 50 years old, you know, where I'm not willing to be anything other than me. And if people really don't like me for being me, as long as I like myself, I'm good with that. I'm genuinely good with that. And if that means on occasion, you know, I'm a motivational speaker. People say, oh, you'll never get booked to be a motivational speaker. Brad, when I first started out, why not? You know, you've got shaved head. You're from Manchester. You've got tattoos on your forearms. You look like a drug dealer. I'm not, by the way, anymore. But we can all change, and that's what this is about. So I look at my whole life, and every step of the way, people said to me, I couldn't do it my way. And at the very point when my life turned around and my fortunes, was at the very point when I turned down the volume on those individuals and turned up the volume on my own self-talk. So for me, Absolutely. honestly, it's a cornerstone of success being you.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you. I think that uh, my wife would say you know, that I've been unapologetically me, right? Which, which means that it just is what it is. Because at the end of the day, I didn't do my hair today because I thought you would look good. You thought it looked nice. I did my I hair today mind. because I like it. You know, I like my right. beard. I like the shirt that I put on. I like my That's backdrop. Like all these things are my preferences and that makes me feel a certain way about the way I deliver uh, content. So I, I'm with you where, cause you, you, a few minutes ago, you mentioned, you know, helping people become their best version. And so where is the tipping point between I am who I am and people just need to accept it and get over it versus I'm on my way to being the best version of myself. And so therefore I can't let that be an excuse to stopping here, but yet continuing on. Cause I hear you still. Like I'm getting better. I'm doing. I, I'm going to another level. But how do you go to another level if I've said, "Well, I am who I am," and you either like it or I don't? Because both are happening. So I, I'm, I'm curious here. Yeah, yeah. No. Cool. So listen,
1: um, being yourself is the easiest thing in the world to do. It's also the most difficult thing in the world to do. But I, yeah, I honestly, agree. honestly, honestly, with the people that I mentor, I say, "Are you being you?" And if they say, "No," why not? Well, in order to fit in or to win business. And I honestly, truly, truly, after 50 years on this planet, I do not believe that that's success. I call it six-s, I, sick, sick. Yeah, it's good. I I, I, see success, right? Is that you're not being yourself. So where's that line? You know, if you're an idiot, then do something about it, change, right? There's a good version of Brad and there's a not so good version of Brad. And it was almost like my Brexit. I was 51% a good guy, 49% dickhead. And actually, as life's gone on, I now believe that I'm 95% that good version of me. And I've ebbed sure. away and knocked off the edges of all these bad, bad things that I, who I was or what I was as life's gone on. So I don't know. You know, My version of success is my version of success. And here's the thing, chaz If I go and get a designer suit and it's the most perfect suit ever and it's thousands of dollars and then you go and wear that same designer suit, it's not going to look great on you. So somewhere yeah. along the way, one size doesn't fit all. But what I will say that's is, right. everyone can be themselves, and that is one size that does fit all.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. Um, and you're, and I hope the listener is paying attention to your passion. It's not. It's not that. Um, it's. It, it's really a clear message of don't be somebody who you're not. Right. Like that's that's you being you. You um, can't
1: win. You can't win. You cannot win if you're being something yeah. you're not. You cannot win ever. Ever. Yeah. It's impossible. So The first foundations of success is being you. And that is the easiest thing to do. It's the hardest thing to do. Once you get that sorted, everything else that follows is great. But when we start being something we're not, we start buying cars that are not us. We start associating in golf clubs that are not us. You know, when I go right. to vacation, I love America. By the way, love America. When I go to vacation, I could afford to stay at the best Disney hotels known to man. However, I don't, you know why? Because I wouldn't fit in. I don't have the pink polo shirt. I don't have the shorts. I don't have, a, I have none of those things. I like to be me. So I stay at the third one down the line that I could afford. Whereas most, not most people, but some people would because it's more expensive. They think more expensive equals better. I found my yeah. level. My level is my level. I'm at the top of my game, the top of the tree. And actually it might be, if I'm comparing my life to Elon Musk, <laughs> I'm, I'm low. But if I compare me to me, I'm good. And that's what I think people need to do, compare themselves to themselves.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's who you're you're battling every day. You're looking in the mirror. Uh, We can definitely get more into that here in a bit. Um, The last little piece here before we move on, because I I really, you know, this is a, we could probably have a whole podcast just on this. We could wrestle this down. Um, For the 31-year-old Brad who's listening right now, obviously, you said you were delivering pizza, uh, you know, addicted to drugs, like a not current version of yourself. So let's say that guy's listening, that 31-year-old Brad, and he's hearing you say, just be you, be genuine. Mm -hmm. And he's like, cool, man, I'm going to keep doing pizza and doing drugs. (laughs) That's not your message. What would you tell that guy who's listening?
1: (laughs) You know, what changed for me, Charles, what changed for me at 31 is my boy came along. My boy came along, Ben, and I'm delivering pizzas back in the day. And I remember saying to baby Ben, he's no longer a baby, he's at university. But I remember saying to baby Ben, I am going to take you to Disney World, okay? Now, I'm on $9 an hour, or whatever it was. If I would have told anyone that, they would have thought I was mentally ill, okay? But for the first time in my life, it was no longer about me, it was about him. If it was left to me, I'd be ripping bongs all weekend, but for the first time ever, my boy came along and it changed everything. Now, if my boy hadn't come along, I still think I'd be that guy, but it gave me the impetus to be that better version of me. You know, I was always me. (laughs) Right, But there's a better version and all we need to do is step into that and that sounds like you, like a motivational speaker truism, but I'm telling you, ask yourself a question. Am I being the best version of me? If the answer is no, why not? Try and work this thing out. Why aren't you being the best version? Oh, because of what happened when I was a child or what happened? Stop. It's in the past. And so often in life, what we end up doing, we end up stuck in the past. And if I was to go and give you a, a red hot coal in your hand, how long would you hold on to it for, Charles? You would let go of it, but, <laughs> but we don't in life what we do. We hold on to what happened. They ripped us off, that happened. and we hold on to it and it keeps us in pain. Right. And you need to let go and that's what I needed to do. I need to let go of what happened in the past and move on. And that's the only way that you can ever move on is by letting go. And actually, what I see with people is where the problems form in our life is our unwillingness to let go of the past keep replaying yeah. the past, the past, the
0: past. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, this is a this is a, a topic that I think a lot of people consider sensitive. I, I'm not sure if I'm in that camp per se. I think that it's a an important topic. So let's open that can for a half second here. Let's say, okay, I'm listening right now, and I know I have past issues. What I heard you to say is, well, just stop doing that and do something different, which I know that you have a whole formula okay. here. So why don't you share that with us?
1: Oh, Greatest lead known to man. Okay, here's what I want you to do. You every single decision that you've ever made, audience, every single decision you've ever made in your life has brought you to this today where you're tuned into Charles and you're tuned into me. Every single decision I've ever made in my life has brought me here today, for whatever set of circumstances has brought us here today. So this is a special, unique moment. Here's the thing. I want you to imagine that you're over in the UK and it's summertime and you're in this field and there's an oak tree, a single oak tree, and it's a beautiful summer's day over in the UK. And in this oak tree, you're walking towards the oak tree with a backpack, a red backpack, and this backpack's full of rocks. And you walk underneath the oak tree and you take the backpack off and you have a sip of your water. I want you to do something right now. I want you to make a decision. I want you to make a decision. A decision to pick up that backpack full of rocks. Bear in mind, when you was born, there was no rocks in it. And over life, you've picked up rocks. And some people pick up more rocks than other people. That's the reality of it. You've got a backpack right now of something that you've been carrying. It doesn't serve you. It's heavy. It's weighty. But you've been carrying it all your life. It's not going to get any easier. Pebbles in shoes don't magic the way out. And I want you to make a decision. I want you to make a decision. I want you to stand up right now, metaphorically and I want you to walk a hundred foot away and I want you to look back at that rucksack and I want you to make a decision and this decision is going to change your entire life because your dying breath will be dictated by this decision you either want, go back and pick up that rucksack that red rucksack full of rocks and you carry it for the remainder of your life or you do what I did and decide to leave that there look at it, give it a salute and walk on Chaz, I swear to you, this is what I did to be able to let go of my past. It changed everything for me. The guy that sits before you right now and all the business plaudits and all that sort of stuff, forget all that. The guy that sits before you has changed because of that ability to let go of the, what, what was holding me back. And I urge you to do the same. And if you can't make that decision right now, maybe later on we'll be able to help you make that decision before this podcast ends.
0: Yeah, I love the the construct there of decisions have gotten me here. Good, bad, or indifferent, I think that that's step one, which you identified is that I have to be okay with the idea that I stand here today simply based on one thing, and that is the decisions that I've made, good, bad, or indifferent, where you know, I live, sure. the family that I have, all of it. Go ahead.
1: You know, the reason people don't make decisions in life is they're scared that the wrong ones, right? If yeah. you knew 100% that every single decision that you made was the correct one, you'd make more decisions and I'm telling you right now, there's no correlation between time spent on a decision and it being correct. None. That's right. And I believe, here's the thing, I believe that an expert, motivational speaker, book writer, networker, I believe that an expert is someone that has made all the mistakes in a particular niche field. So when it comes to making a decision, if you make a decision and it's the wrong one, that moves you one step towards being an expert. If you make the right one, it moves you one step towards success. Now, I'm going to share something right now, and this is one of my cornerstones. I actually got invited over to um, Las Vegas to speak as a result of this what I'm about to share. So, there's a company over in the UK, don't you, do not you know Bentley? Bentley the car company? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I got invited to speak at Bentley. And their management team used this this, this technique. And the reason that their management team used this technique is because I taught it them. Brad Burton, the former drug addict. Brad Burton, the guy who's done four years on benefits. Brad Burton, the guy who got shot at when he was 21. Brad Burton, the guy who delivered pictures. Sorry, not that Brad Burton, the other one. Brad Burton, the UK's number one motivational business speaker, the four-time best-selling author. Of the fam- Two sides of the same coin. So the right. reason that Bentley Global uses this technique is when it comes to making decisions, I'm the easiest person in the world to sell to. I will make a decision in 24 seconds. If I can't make a decision in 24 seconds, i revisit in 24 minutes. If after 24 minutes I can't make a decision, i revisit in 24 hours. If after 24 hours I can't make a decision, I've just made a decision, it's not important, next. That will change your life. Make decisions because where you end up, the faster you can make correct decisions, the faster you can make correct decisions, the further forward you're going to be in your life. But where people go wrong is their inability to make a decision. Should we have uh, Snickers or Mars bars in the um, in the boardroom? Mm, don't know. And it goes. And then once you're you're pausing on that decision, you, you, you're not moving forward. So we need to make decisions, good ones and bad ones. And remember, a mistake is only a mistake after the event. No one, including me, wakes up and says, "You know what? I'm going to go fuck up today." But occasionally I do. So you've got to make decisions, and that 24, 24, 24 will change everything try and bring it into your world, into your business, into your life. It'll change everything. I promise you.
0: Yeah. I love that. Uh, the, the fact that you said that speed or a slowdown effect has no, no, uh, effect on positive result is huge. And that's huge for certain personalities, but it's also good for the ones that do make things fast, um, and, and go by the gut. It's also recognizing that, Hey, if you made a fast decision and it happened to be wrong, like maybe don't make that one again. Um, there's a, yeah, there's you know, two sides to that coin as well.
1: <laughs> you know, one of my lines, I call it. I say, experience is what you win when you lose. Experience is what That's you right. win when you lose. When things don't go your way, it's a down payment on future daft decisions. Because you know, in future, that you know, you do that decision, it doesn't work out. Which is exactly what you said. So That's don't right. be afraid of making decisions, because where we end up in our life is a direct result of our decisions, good ones or bad ones. Want one more success? Make better decisions. But I'm scared it's the wrong one. The only time you know. Is after the event. Up until that point, it's the correct decision, always.
0: Yeah, love that. It's removing fear, which obviously is one of the <clears throat> highest, uh, uh, you know, emotions that keep people either moving or stuck, one or the other. And True so, uh, yeah. it's super powerful. Okay, so let's let's keep on this vein of making good decisions. What's been a good decision that you've made? Obviously, you've changed your life completely. Give us something like really practical from a business sense that the listeners can take away and. Apply this week. So, yeah,
1: cool. So, everyone has taught me out of things. Okay, nobody wanted me to start a business off. People said it was a closed shop. You've got BNI, you've got the Chamber of Commerce, you've got the Federation of Small Business. Oh, you can't. It's a closed shop. If I would have listened to those individuals, they'd have been absolutely right. As it happened, I didn't. That was 16 years ago. I built up this this national organisation. Every step of the way, people said, you can't be a motivational speaker. You look like a drug dealer. I'm not, by the way, anymore, right? People said, you can't write a book. You won't get it in the, the bookstores. Every step of the way, I turned down the volume on these individuals and you, they, they, they're guessing. Anyone giving you advice is just a guess. So what you need to do is recognise the only time you know it is after the event. So every step of the way, you're going to be told by people it can't be done. And for them, they're absolutely right. But for you, you need to have unwavering, misguided self-belief unwavering misguided self-belief steve jobs unwavering misguided self-belief elon musk unwavering misguided self-belief bounce yourself into it and blame either naivete or unwavering misguided self-belief so that's what you need to do i love it always ask yourself a question can you live with the downside of any decision right and when you make a decision you come to the decision ask yourself this question what's the best case scenario what's the worst case scenario what's the most likely scenario if you can live with the worst case scenario, make the decision. That has served me beautifully.
0: Yeah, I agree. That same, that same formula has served me as well. Uh, but this, this phrase that you've just used, this yeah. um, misguided self-confidence, um, I, <laughs> we gotta dive into yeah. this because this is a almost like a recklessness, but at the same time, it's you have to kind of be a little bit reckless to kind of just get out there and bump around a little bit. Tell us more.
1: But if- but well, you know, the thing is with this, is that, I want to share a few stories, when I was a, a child, I went to a fairground, a travelling fair, I was nine years old, I'd spent all my money, and to get home it was four pence, right, we're talking 1980, whatever, to get home on the, for a four, four mile journey on a bus, and I had four pence left, and I made the decision at about nine or ten years old, that I was going to, how, how can I go on the, 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 the go-karts, buy a hot dog, buy a soda, and so forth. I know, I've got four pence, I'm gonna go on the fruit machine. Goes on the fruit machine, two pence, sh- 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 nothing. My final two pence, and I'm now walking home, came up seven, seven, seven. I won the jackpot, and I went on the, they got the soda, went on the, the go karts, and whatever, I and I got the bus home. I believe that that seemingly insignificant moment shaped who I am, because somewhere along the way, I believe that I'm lucky. So my entire decision making process is I've always found a way. I've always found a way, no matter how difficult, no matter how challenging, I've always found a way. And the same goes for you. You'll always find a way. But what happens is we give up before we get to that point. So when it comes to that unwavering, misguided self-belief, I started a business, 25,000 UK pounds, $40,000 in debt. That was before I bought a computer or anything, 40,000 personal dollars. I'm delivering pizzas. I decided to start a business off, a networking business, and nobody gave me a chance. That networking organization, 68,000 real-life networking events. No qualifications, no investment, nothing apart from daft ideas, vision and belief. It's about belief, it's about belief, it's about belief and what you've got to do is you've got to do what I said, that unwavering, misguided self-belief, because somewhere along the way if I'd have listened to my wife, still wife, by the way, sixteen years on, if I'd listened to to my wife I would never have started because she wanted me to go and get a proper job. At least you know where you stand with a proper job. No you don't. You don't know where you stand with a proper job. See, having a proper job is a bit like having a, a business. The difference is you've got one client. And if you're a client, right. your boss decides they no longer one job. So I go back down to this thing. I Every step of the way, I mean, I, I might be the anomaly, right, on this thing. I might well be. But I started a business off with no investment. And, and the way that it's always been done doesn't have to be that way. And I'm living proof of that. And if I can do it, then so can you. 25,000 UK pounds in debt, delivering pizzas. I created a multi-million pound organisation. I travel the world as a global speaker. I've had no training, no nothing. So all I've done is this. And I always say this to people. Any qualification that anyone's got. Because somebody said to me, all said, oh, who made you the expert, Brad? I did. I made yeah. me the expert. right? Because any qualification that anyone's got has been made up by someone clever. So why don't you make your own qualification up? You know, what, what What rights have you got, Brad, to be a mindset coach, a world-class mindset coach experience? And if you can do the job, you're qualified and I can do the job.
0: Yeah, uh, the self-belief, um, I was gonna break down your your unwavering. Hey, Kings and Queens, Chaz Wolf, I wanna talk to you about something that's super important to me we put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like, comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, (laughs) all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Uh, Misguided. Misguided. I was gonna break this down, but you gave us the misguided piece, which I love. And so now I wanna go back to the unwavering. Because these, I love the counterpart of like unwavering and (laughs) and misguided. It's really two, it's very two conundrums here. And so talk about unwavering and what does that mean? Uh, Obviously to self-belief, which is what we'll get to here in a second. But that unwavering piece is absolutely part of the puzzle. Tell us about it.
1: Okay. So let me tell you something. I've been in business now 19 years in total. Okay. 19 years of self-employment in I've been in business. I had a business prior to the networking one that I'm best known for. Um, when I started my business off, in the first nine years of self-employment, nine years, I wanted to quit a total of 11 times. 11 times. Zero not quitting, 10 quitting. I've been 9.8, 9.9, 11 times. Okay? Every single time, you just took a little butterfly kiss to knock me over to quitting. I didn't quit. The first nine years, 11 times. So on average, 1.1 every year for the first nine years. The next six years... I wanted to quit zero times since the pandemic. I wanted to quit three times. So it just shows you that somewhere along the way, you know, I've got an established business, then the pandemic comes along and things, things kind of change. So you're going to have to have times when you're tested and you have to have times, the only way that you learn how not to get punched in the mouth is by getting punched in the mouth. Okay. Yeah. Business, business, life is a context sport. You don't learn about you know these with yourself reading books you have to get a punch in the mouth to say am i really cut out for this so i go back to that whole bit there and the amount of times i've wanted to quit but i didn't people around me telling me to quit that i should quit i didn't and if i had quit i wouldn't be sat where i am now so that's what i'd suggest on that front that sums up
0: yeah the that unwavering piece is persistence uh thinking grow rich bring breaks this down um, and, and so, okay. So we have this, this unwavering desire, it's right? Scary. Where I'm, I, it doesn't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the unwavering piece though is like, I'm sticking to it no matter what, even though I, I came close, I didn't get pushed over. I didn't quit to your point. Then I'm stuck to this misguided, like a little bit reckless. Like it's okay to like get in there and make a mess. It's okay to charge the hill, make a bad decision. It's okay. But what that all <laughs> filters down to is self-belief, you know,
1: I don't want to get into your politics, but you look at Trump, and Trump, people think he's a madman, over the UK. He's a madman. He's a madman. Madman or not, he got results. He made things happen. Okay? And this is the same thing. People thought, I was crazy. You know, no one, no one, prior to me coming into the space, my my format, I'm not going to go into it now, but my format was completely different to any other networking event. Like, we had three one-to-ones in in group time. There's no speaker in the UK that dresses with jeans, trainers, and t-shirt, and tattoos. There's just none. And people like, this this guy. And I used to come on, and my first line was, hey, guys, just to put your mind at ease, I am from one of the roughest cities in the UK, Manchester. I do have shaved head tattoos, but don't worry, I'm not a drug dealer. Ha, ha, ha. Anymore. anymore. Right, right, so, so what happens is it, it's depreciating so straight away because I would walk on stage at these big corporate events and they've got all people with three-piece suits, pocket watches and monocles. And then you've got this guy and they're going, who's this dickhead? Because I know that that's what people are thinking. And people weren't underestimating me and I was bringing me as part of the act. So halfway through, I'd say, look, just stop for a second. We're amongst friends now, we're all friends. How many people in this room underestimated me? Be really honest, 70% of the hands go up. Right. I'd say, listen, I say on that basis, if you got me, if you've got me wrong, how many other situations are you getting wrong because you're assuming, you wouldn't think I could afford your product or service. You'd have no idea that I have a team of 800 people. No idea whatsoever, right? The only reason you know that is because I've told you, or you've Googled me now. And this is the thing is that somewhere along the way, what business is over in the UK, people think it's Savile roll Suits and going around with Rolls Royces and Bentley's. And actually right now, the modern day business owner is of is, 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 is foot. The modern day business owner looks like you. They look like me. Yeah. Yep. And, and yet, the old school way of doing it—they didn't look like me. They didn't look like you. Simple.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you believing in you started the beginning. So, uh, and if somebody wants to wear a three-piece suit today per your instructions, do it. Show <laughs> there. Don't, you
1: know, listen. Don't don't whatever whatever the blueprint of my life is it, that works for me. But let me tell you something: the whole you know three-piece suit and pocket watch routine wouldn't work for me. So, but, right. but society has said, well that's what business is, so you need to be that in order to be a success. Well, I've proven, no you don't. <laughs> no you don't. But for many 31 years I thought that, that, that stuff eluded me because I wasn't that guy. And I've made my own path, and this is the thing, we can all follow our own, our, our own path, but what we've gotta do is the first thing, it comes down to being yourself. So if you are wearing a three-piece suit and a pocket watch in order to win business, guess what? You're always gonna lose. You're always gonna lose out to someone who's being themselves. Because there's a level of disingenuousness. There's a level that you're having to spend time and energy being something you're not. You're always going to be beat to the punch by someone like me. I go into business meetings and I go into to, not business meetings. I mentor big organizations in the UK. And when I go into big organizations in the UK, you know, they don't, they underestimate me completely. Yeah, hey Chas. Yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. Yeah, you're good, mate. Take your time. Take your time, buddy. We're good. I'll come
0: back after this. Okay. okay. Good to go. Of- yeah, we're good. I'm not. I have no. That's never happened before. So here we are.
1: No. Listen. Everything happens first once. Ready, roll.
0: That's right. Yep, we're ready. Go ahead. If you if you want to pick up, or I can I can tee you back. Yeah, I pick
1: up. I pick, pick up. I pick up. pick up. You
0: okay, know, so when
1: ahead. I uh, mentor, so when I mentor for big businesses, I walk in there and they're looking at me, and straight away people believe that I've not got a level of deference to them. And I, true story, whether I know Alan Sugar. You know, big entrepreneur over in the UK, Alan Sugar, Elon Musk, or Colin the Carpet Cleaner. I treat everyone the same with respect, right? And I think that first and foremost, just because someone's got more wealth than you, doesn't mean that they're a better human being than you. So somewhere along the way, there's more to life than money. And I've realised this, I've got everything that I want. Everything that I want, genuinely, everything that I want. You know what I want more of? Contentment. That's what I'm after right now. Which this is, is it unusual for a business person to say this, but I've got everything. Right. I've had the stupid supercar. I've done all that stuff, and that's cool. And I'm glad that I've done it because a working class lad like me that has come from nothing, so I've achieved all that. But somewhere along the way, the thing that eludes so many business owners, and this is what well, I work with them. They have everything, but they have nothing. Or they have everything then they feel they have nothing. And they think that right. life, you go and get a fourteen-inch television and you think that life's going to be good. Then you get a 60 then, it's 9 and an 80 and a 100. Now you need a home cinema. And it never ends. At some point, you've got to be happy with what you've got. You've got to be happy with your achievements, what you've done. And you know what? If I died at this moment, I'd be happy with everything that I've achieved. I've done so much with my life. For a guy with limited resource, I've done so much with my life. And if I can do it, then so can you.
0: Yeah. I love the, I love the, the, the press there as far as contentment, because there's this wrestle at some point to your point, to what you were just saying, as far as like the progression of a business owner's life, wh- what do you feel like is the the tipping point? Is it just like, I finally realized that I've gotten enough or is it more of a, like a posture? Cause I, I feel like even though maybe you've got a few more years on me, I feel like I've surrounded myself with people who Maybe never even had the supercar, really don't care about the supercar because it's more for them about what you're saying, contentment, which maybe be for them, maybe legacy or family or, you know, helping other people. Like, it, so is there a stage? Is there a process? Like, what, what is it? How do we get there?
1: Chas, let me share something with you. <clears throat> um, in 2012, I had a nervous breakdown. I'm all right now. Flick, right? I had a nervous breakdown. It took me two and a half years to get fixed. Two and a half years to get back to normal. Yet I had a multi-million pound business. And I was so discombobulated. I was so apathetic towards all of that I'd achieved because I was told that success was at the top of the mountain. Right. I got to the top of the mountain and guess what? It was empty. It was devoid. Yeah. And I couldn't yeah. believe it. I couldn't believe it that I had everything and yet I was, I was empty. And this is, that's not to say, don't get me wrong, I'm in a great position, the fact that I'm vacationing over in Miami, you know, under no illusions, I'm, I'm not delivering pizza anymore, so I'd absolutely sooner be this guy than that guy, however, I have friends who bought a yacht, four and a half million dollar yacht, we all went to a party on his yacht that he just bought, amazing, he then um, sailed his yacht to uh, Marbella, um, which is a rich place over in uh, Spain, his Amazing yacht. As he went into the port, he wilted. It was tiny. <laughs> oh, mate. I'm embarrassed for him, right? So, yeah. so over in Southampton, he was amazing. Everything's great and we're all parting game. Well done, friend. He then goes over there and he's, I saw him wilt. He he's, he's sunk because it was yeah. a fraction, a tenth. That's almost like a mental illness. There comes yeah. a point when you've got to ask this question, how much is enough? How much is enough? We can't all be Gary Vaynerchuk. We can't all be Elon Musk, but what we can do is be a better Brad Burton. We can be a better Oz. We can be a better Chaz. And that's what you need to ascertain when you get to this point. What is the point when you're going to be happy? Because it's almost like a donkey with a carrot on a stick. You can never reach this level of contentment because you're always, always the next thing. And this is almost, like I say, if you go back to me delivering pizzas, if you'd said, Hey, Brad, you're going to have the opportunity to take your kid to Disney World for once in your life, I'd be like, no, that's impossible. I did it 13 times. If you said, Brad, you're going to have a supercar, I've gone, me? Impossible. I did it. And then after three months of having a supercar, <laughs> it was just a normal car. So this is the thing that we've been sold a pop about what success is. I, I, I'm telling you, as a 50, look, you catch me at 31, I'd have said, this guy's talking out of his ass." I am telling you now, as a wizened old guy, <laughs> if you want to have true success in your life and in your business, get content. Get content with what you've got and then work out what is at the next step. And are you prepared to do it? Because this is the problem is I go back to my life. And if I compare me to Elon Musk on a scale of one to 10, I'm a two. If I compare me now to me 19 years ago, I'm a 10. So what happens here is if we are comparing ourselves to who we see on, on, on shark tank, you're always going to be discombobulated. You're always going to feel sad. You're always, if you compare yourself to somebody else's big boat, you're always going to feel that way. And the problem is with, with money as as a motivator, someone's always going to have more. So what you've got to do, you've got to have your own high score that you that you put yourself up against you. And that's what you need to sure. compare you to you. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, as a 50-year-old man, and I, I, I know I'm banging the, the, the drum on this one, but I just want people that's to good. understand this. That you go and get a multi-million pound business or a multi-million dollar business, and if you ain't, ain't happy now, all you're going to be is have a multi-million pound dollar business, and you're going to be unhappy still, and you're going to do dumb shit. You're going to be in a position, as I was, to do dumb shit because I had money to be able to do that. So get yeah. happy first then work out where you want to go from there.
0: Yeah. And so the <clears throat> contentment uh, in your equation here, contentment equals happiness and, or just a, a, a presence, right? A, a, a piece. Yeah. And, and so, okay, everything that you've mentioned so far is business related, success related, money, objects, material, all the things that we think about when we talk about business or success or making it up the hill. <laughs> so f- for you, what have you found? Because obviously, I know that there's many other things uh, that bring contentment other than just the supercar or the nice house or the whatever. But for you, what what have those kind of maybe uh, less talked about things? What have those been? Okay,
1: great question. Um, great question. <clears throat> meditation. Two years ago, I discovered meditation. And if you'd have got to me, I'd have been like, "Come on, are you serious? A guy from Manchester—that's a rough area. Trust me." Into meditation. And I remember what meditation does, it almost gives you a a defrag, it flushes your brain and gets neutral, gets you in a really centered position. So I had a big meeting or or presentation four or five weeks ago, and it's in the morning, I woke up, and for whatever reason, I'm just dark. dark Dark-headed, I don't feel chirpy and brad at all. So I listened to some meditation for 10 minutes, nothing. I listened to some meditation for another 20 minutes, so I'm now 30 minutes in, nothing. Most people would go, that isn't working. I kept going. And about 45 minutes in, changed instantly. That whole state changed instantly. And the pitch, I nailed it. 10 out of 10. But if I would have gone, which most people would have, oh, it's not working. But this is what I talked about, about this whole ability, to, tenacity to keep going. So I would swear, absolutely swear, in terms of meditation. I kind of found some spiritual, spirituality as well two years ago, which is weird. Right, probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. I'm not religious and none of that, but something changed in me instantly, instantly, instantly. It's almost like somebody's through a light and my entire worldview changed about what success is and it just happened, <laughs> just happened. Yeah. It's weird. It's good. And, and, and so, so this, and I don't know if it happens to people when you reach 50, I don't know if it happens to everyone. I have no idea. But something changed in me where it kind of turned into a different version of me.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate the uh, vulnerability there. I think that you're right. Uh, for me, it wasn't at 50 cause I'm not there yet, but, but it was, it was finding faith. It was finding, knowing that there's a greater purpose here and you can right. find contentment in knowing that there is a greater story, a greater plan. Um, Absolutely. and I'm just a piece of it. It also brings you to gratefulness, right? When you realize maybe how Absolutely. small you are,
1: <laughs> you're okay, like, Oh check. man, yeah.
0: I can control check. this little box, but you know, yeah. You know what, it's reason to my ears, like I said, I'm not a man of faith, but
1: something changed in me and actually maybe I am and i just not realised that bit yet. But look, something changed in that. me, something, something changed in me that actually, you know, yeah, I, I, I understand now that that there's more to life than success is about, and you started off about making a positive difference. And I've always been that guy. I've never, never kind of branded it. But that's what, if you used to put a USB cable in my head and download my brain, it's about making a positive difference. And I have impacted, what was lovely, I saw my business, F. Um, kriker a, a, year, a year ago yesterday, I saw my business, my networking business, I got out of it a year ago yesterday. And <clears throat> what was lovely is I had hundreds of comments from people that said I'd changed their life. Yeah. And it was almost like a village it was like a eulogy. I got to see what people would say about me if I'm dead, <laughs> right? It was wow. just beautiful. Oh, honestly, like like beautiful, to see the impact that I've had over those sixteen years. And I, I I touched on it before, Chaz, which was I got shot at when I was 21 years old. I got shot at, and I moved away from my home for 21 years, and I moved to where I live now I'm in a place rural area called Somerset. <clears throat> if it wasn't for the worst day of my life, I would never have started my business. I've never written the books, I've never been this motivational speaker. You and I wouldn't be talking right now. And hopefully, as a result of this podcast, somebody has let go of the rucksack. Somebody has decided that actually, you know what, I'm gonna go make that decision in the next 24 seconds, 24 minutes, 24 hours, and get rid of that rucksack. And this might change somebody's life forever. Yeah. As a result of some serious amount of events that happened at wild. Absolutely wild.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. It and it for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? That's that's an intervention that I think somewhere along the way. If that's never happened to you before, Charles, that's crazy. Wow. Oi. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy, friend. <laughs>
0: Well, we're almost done, so
1: hopefully. Justin, <laughs> you, you, you on LinkedIn and stuff? Are you on all social? Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah, 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 oh yeah. I
1: can't in a second.
0: Okay, all right. So we just got cut off here. Hopefully, the recording is still a uh, pl- uh, plan for the listeners here. But man, we're back. We were just getting into the good stuff. Um, but I, let me let me ask you let me ask you a question around um, your younger self. I, I positioned this a little bit before, but I want to I want to end our recording with this question. See, kind of what you would what you would say. I want to know if you had the opportunity to go back and whisper in maybe 31, maybe 21, you've kind of given us a couple of life scenarios here. The younger Brad, you pick the age, what would you tell him?
1: It's all gonna work out or you're good enough. You really are. Keep being you or be you. You know, the, 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 the simplicity of that advice, like literally if you had 15 seconds to go back, yeah, and also buy Bitcoin, no, but, joke is like, <laughs> but, but yeah. But, but seriously, no, though, that, that advice that I'd give me to myself would be, listen, Brad, it's all going to work out. Everything happens for the reason I want you to be you. Be you 100 percent and start today.
0: Yeah, I love that. All right. Well, we were just talking um, about socials and connecting. How can someone find you? Um, where can they find your speaking schedule? Uh, where can they connect with you on social? Give us all the details.
1: Listen. Work with Brad.biz, Biz Work with Brad.biz, and do check out me on YouTube and LinkedIn and whatever. I mean, that, LinkedIn's my primary platform. I am across all of them, but LinkedIn's my primary platform. Now, I would love to connect with your audience, like genuinely. So find me, Brad Burton. Good looking lad, handsome.
0: I used to have hair just like you. <laughs> Are you telling me that that my future is looking in front of me?
1: <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs>
0: you know, well, I don't accept is, Chad. that,
1: Chad, Chad. Let me tell you something, friend. You know, we don't appreciate things till they're gone. We don't appreciate hair till we... Like, genuinely, and I'm not being clever here, we don't. And that applies to everything in our life. You know, you, us, we, every single individual, no matter what you've got going on in your life and your world right now, we have something that one of the richest men in the world doesn't have, Steve Jobs. He would give you every penny of the $200 billion of Apple reserves for one day of your life. What does that say? It says that your life today is worth $200 billion. But we take today for granted. We take our friends for granted. We take our health for granted. We take our hair for granted. We take things for granted. And the only time that we realize how invaluable those things were is when we're about to lose them. Be thankful of what you've got, people. Like I say, things could always be better. Things could always be worse. Keep going.
0: Love it. Thank you for being here. You are... Uh, an inspiration to already many over the last 16 years, but I can only imagine all of the thousands that you're going to touch in this uh, new journey for you. And uh, thank you for being here. You've been incredible. Blessings to you and your thank family you and all of your success.
1: <laughs> thank you friend.